Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to another episode of Unapologetic Awakening. I'm so excited to have you guys back here today. It's Melissa, your host, and today is going to be such a special episode, especially because this is something that I personally have been struggling with myself, and I've been implementing so many different things to help me with this certain issue, and I know that certain people are going through the same struggle as well and that is connecting with your inner child so this is something that i have always felt that i've struggled with if i'm being honest um growing up i feel like i at such a young age i feel like i was forced to be an adult at a young age and i was forced to kind of emotionally raise myself you know, not physically, because, you know, my mom gave me everything I needed physically, you know, she gave me a house, she gave me food, she gave me everything I needed um, in the physical aspect, but emotionally, and being able to truly emotionally have that connection, I feel like that's where I had some lack in my childhood. And emotionally growing up, I definitely had to raise myself, help myself in that aspect. And I feel like that's truly now as an adult, it's caused me to have these blockages where I don't feel like I'm able to tap into my inner child at times because I feel like since I was forced to grow up at such a young age, it's forced me into now where I have these limiting beliefs, where I have these blockages, and I'm currently going through this, and I just wanted to make this episode because I definitely want to share what I have learned along this way. And this is an episode where I'm not on the other side yet, and I just want to be very open and transparent with you guys. I'm not on the other side. Usually there's episodes where I'll be on the other side, and I'm speaking from the other side, and you know, from that aspect, From but in this episode specifically, I'm not on the other side. I'm still, this is still something that I struggle with. This is still something that I'm currently going through and managing, but I have learned a lot of things along the way that allow me to be able to tap into my inner child in different ways that I've found that helps me so much connect to my inner child. Um, so I just wanted to share that within this episode because I know so many other people have that same struggle. So I'm just really really excited to get into it. So let's go. Connecting with your inner child is definitely easier said than done. And this is something that I didn't realize until I started going to therapy and really connecting with my inner child more within each session is that the first part was actually that I identified what inner child wounds I had. So this is honestly something that I didn't even know about either. So if you don't know about this, don't feel silly because this is something that I wasn't even aware of until I went to therapy and was made aware of this. But your inner child could have different wounds that show up in your current life right now. So the four different kind of wounds that your inner child could have is an abandonment wound, a guilt wound, a trust wound which also the trust one goes hand in hand with betrayal and a neglect wound. And all of these wounds, I've realized that I kind of have a little bit of each, if I'm being honest. Um, but I've realized like within all of these wounds, they're 
it's converted into now you being an adult. So if you have one of these wounds, basically what it means is that now you as an adult, you do things now as an adult based on having each of these specific wounds. And I'm going to use in this episode, I'm going to use me as an example. I'm going to be open and transparent with you guys with which wounds I have so that you can kind of like relate it back to you and hopefully it can give you a better perspective and a better grasp of how these wounds can show up in your everyday life. So let's go down each wound. So first, the abandonment wound. So this can mean that you feel left out, you have the fear of being left, you hate being alone, codependent. I feel like the codependent one on that one is huge because if you have an abandonment wound and you have the fear of being left, you will become very codependent, especially if you're in a relationship, you will become very codependent. And also on top of that, you'll usually threaten to leave or you're usually the type of person that like, for example, if someone, if you feel like you're getting too close, it could be like one or the other. So if you feel like you're getting too close to someone and you're getting scared because if they ever leave you, you know it's going to hurt you, you'll leave first because you don't want them to hurt you. So you rather hurt them and leave than they hurt you, if that makes sense. Or it could be the complete opposite, you know. Um, another characteristic of that one is that normally people with abandonment wounds attract emotionally unavailable people and oh i am that person so usually i've had this little thing in my life where i whenever i'm in a relationship i become codependent on the person and prior to my current relationship i would attract emotionally unavailable people all the freaking time like I feel like everybody that I would come in contact with that I was trying to date or you know we were just talking uh they were very emotionally unavailable and it's kind of like I would just attract these people without even wanting it to but you don't even realize that you do all of this subconsciously It's not something that you obviously, it's not something that you like seek out someone who's emotionally unavailable. It's just something that happens happens subconsciously and it's just insane. I'll go back to that one in a little bit, but like, okay, now the guilt wound. So this one, you usually feel sorry or bad. So kind of goes hand in hand with being a people pleaser. This one, I have this one too, because I am... I, I, I've gotten better over the years. I feel like I'm giving less fucks day by day, but I still feel this connection with being a people pleaser at times because I usually just want to make everybody feel good and not really think about my own feelings, which is something that I'm still working on, but I've realized that I've gotten better and better at it because I've started to express the way I actually feel and not sugarcoat shit anymore. So it's kind of this guilt wound You could have a people pleaser tendency. You don't usually like asking for things, or you may also be using guilt to manipulate people because you know that guilt is something that makes people feel bad because you know you may have experienced it yourself. Um, You could be afraid to set boundaries. Also, all of these characteristics that I'm saying are something that you 
are doing in your current reality. So something that you're doing that as an as an adult, but this is because of that specific wound, just in case anybody's a little bit confused. But along with the guilt wound, also in case you guys want to follow along with me, this is um if you just look up inner child wounds, this is online for you. It's online. You can look this up yourself. I'm going down the list, but I'm kind of giving my own take on it too because I really want you to understand how this could look in your life because these are kind of like generic things, but I want to kind of explain how it is in my life and maybe that'll give you a better idea. So I'm hoping I'm saying it in a good way that you can understand. But if you're a little confused and if you want to keep this for yourself and really dig deeper, just look up on Google inner child wounds and I promise it'll come up. So Another one for the guilt wound is that you normally attract people who make them feel guilty. And it's so crazy because something that I'm realizing right now as I'm reading this is how it's so mind-boggling to me how all of these wounds, you attract people who emphasize this wound even more. And all of this is done subconsciously. And I feel like this is why inner child child healing and why connecting with your inner child the purpose of doing this is I know some people may not see like really a reason to connect with your inner child or heal your inner child but when I tell you so much of your inner child and so much of these things you do subconsciously and you do it without realizing that you have this wound that's rooted in it and you do this all this stuff that's surface level that you do subconsciously that you don't even realize if you healed that wound, you would no longer be doing this stuff. Like, for example, the guilt wound, being a people pleaser. If I healed that guilt wound, which I'm on that path right now, but like if I healed it fully and if I really healed this guilt wound of not feeling guilty anymore for doing something that makes me me feel good, not feeling guilty if someone else feels bad or whatever the case may be, I would no longer have this wound at all and I would be freed from this. So the reason why this episode, I wanted to create it is because I truly wanted you guys to understand that these wounds are what's holding you back right now in your life and making you do all these little things. Like these wounds are are what's rooted in keeping you back in your life and not making you feel free, not making you feel creative, not making you feel like you have a purpose sometimes. All of these wounds are rooted in that. Okay, so that's all that's kind of like my why on why I really wanted to create this episode is because I want you guys to understand that by healing these wounds you'll be able to finally get to a point in your life where you feel completely free you feel creative you feel all these feelings that once again you felt as your inner child you felt when you were a kid and you can get back to that point if you heal these wounds but once again the first step is identifying it okay so let's go to the next one the next one is a trust wound so this one you could be afraid of being hurt You usually don't trust yourself. You usually find ways not to not only trust yourself, but not to trust other people. 
you feel insecure and you usually need a lot of external validation. And I have personally struggled with this one in my life in the sense of I usually feel I have felt before that I need that external validation. And I'm so happy to say that I no longer feel like I'm at that point in my life. And this is definitely one of the wounds that I feel that I don't resonate with as much anymore, even though I resonate with not trusting some people at times. But I feel like the external validation portion, this is something that, for example, you need someone else's validation to feel good about yourself. You usually look to other people for confirmation to do something or validation to feel good in whatever you're doing in whatever aspect. And these people also usually attract people who who don't feel safe. So the opposite, which is crazy how all these wounds you usually attract the opposite of what you're looking for. And then the last one is the neglect wound. And this one, you have usually like a low self-worth and you get mad easily. You could get angry easily. You usually struggle to say no. You usually repress your emotions. You have the fear of being vulnerable. And this one, you're usually just neglecting those emotions inside of you and suppressing all of those motions inside of you and not really letting once again the vulnerability you're not really letting yourself be vulnerable at all whatsoever and I have personally been a victim to this wound because I have the fear of being vulnerable this podcast is literally one of my ways that I have opened up my vulnerability because on this podcast, I talk about my own experience a lot, what I'm currently going through in life. And this has helped me not open up that vulnerability and really let other people in. But this neglect wound is huge. Like it's it's one of like the ones that I've personally had a big struggle with because I have realized that I'm very scared to let people in. I don't feel that my emotions, and this has also been a big one for me too, since growing up emotionally, I had to do it myself. I had to raise myself emotionally. I had to go through depression emotionally. I had to navigate all these emotions that I was feeling at such a young age. I had to navigate them emotionally all by myself. So now as an adult, since growing up, I was never taught how to navigate those emotions. Now as an adult, now whenever I feel an emotion or like whenever I felt it in the past, I no longer feel this way, but it's crazy how I can like really see like the issues and how I can really like connect with this wound specifically because sometimes, for example, whenever I would feel really depressed or whenever I would feel like, let's say, really anxious, or really just going through not a good emotion, I feel like that would come off as anger. And even sometimes people would be like, why are you so angry? And I'm like, I'm not angry, I'm sad. Like, why are you seeing that as anger? But it comes off as anger, since you don't know how to process that emotion. So since that emotion feels so uncomfortable, it comes off as anger because you're angry 
that you're not true your mind does is not understanding what's going on and then you feel the need to repress these emotions because you feel shameful for them without even realizing that it's the neglect wound without even realizing that at the core of it you actually feel sad and you don't feel angry and it's something that's that's amazed me it's one of the biggest things that's amazed me within my whole inner child journey process is that sometimes anger can cut and this is something that i learned in therapy too is that sometimes anger is just the 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 way my therapist explained it is it's like an onion on the outside it's anger but when you really start peeling back some layers you'll start seeing that it's like not anger it may be guilt it may be shame it may be sadness it may be just wanting to be seen and once again that goes hand in hand with the fear of being vulnerable because you feel that if you do express the way you feel then you'll be rejected which is what i experienced growing up i expressed the way i felt i expressed what i was going through and i was rejected so now i have this wound based off of that and now instead of saying how i actually feel i would get angry because i don't know what's happening inside of my mind so that's just my personal experience and hopefully that gives you like a better idea of all of these different type of wounds so now that we've identified the wounds hopefully that gives you a better perspective of which wound you could have yourself and which once you have that wound in mind you can kind of navigate better on how to undo that wound and how to truly get to a point where you heal that wound and now i'm going to talk about the different ways that i have been personally implementing to help me connect with my inner child so once again the first step to connecting with your inner child is identifying the wounds because once you identify the wound and which one you specifically have you can become self-aware and self-aware is always the first step because once you become self-aware you'll realize more when you do it like for example going back to the abandonment wound now i've realized so much in my life when i'm codependent on my partner like for example if i can't even go to the store without him cuz i was like ugh i'd rather wait for him like i want to do it with him i've realized oh wait hold on that's me being codependent that's my abandonment wound i can go to the store by myself i can do it all alone i'm a big girl you know like little things like that where you start identifying it more and now that you know of it you'll do it less and if you still do it in the moment you'll catch yourself versus as before where you were not aware of it and you wouldn't catch yourself i hope that makes sense so one of the ways that helps me connect with my inner child because once again it's very hard it's very hard for me personally because i'm very work adult mode on the outside i'm a capricorn sun and i'm very like on the outside i'm very like work mode i'm on my stuff but then on the inside like once you you know get to know me a little bit more i'm a sat for this is for all my astrology girlies but on the inside i'm a sagittarius moon which means that i just love exciting things and i just love being adventurous and i love traveling and i love having fun and i love being playful but on the outside it's like this exterior of 
just hyper masculine energy of just working all the time. And something that I've realized that has helped me counteract that has been embracing playfulness. And the way that I embrace playfulness is by doing things, whether it's activities or hobbies, that helps me connect with my inner child. So whatever brought you joy as an inner child. So think back to the time when you were a young kid and what would make you happy, whether it was a sport, whether it was an activity, whether it was just listening to music, whether it was reading a book, like whatever it is, think back to that and start doing that little by little. Give yourself a day a day where you just, or even a couple hours where you do that specific activity. So for me, I'm going to give you a few of my activities or what I do just so you can get a better sense of idea. So growing up, I used to read a lot of books, a lot. So the series that I used to read were Junie B. Jones. Oh my gosh, Junie B. Jones. I loved her. She was that girl. Like she was hands down that girl like I remember the first sentence of every single book was always the same it was like hi my name is Junie B. Jones the B stands for Beatrice like I loved her like it just gave me so much nostalgia even just thinking about it it felt so nostalgic but I'm realizing now that the reason why I loved reading Junie B. Jones is because it's truly helped me use my imagination and using my imagination to be able to just daydream and just dream about the life that Junie B. Jones is living or what her day's like. And it, I, I love reading books that help me escape. Or so I did. And once again, me, that was growing up, right? So as an adult, the only type of books that I read now are self-help books, self-developmental books, books that help you get on your shit. And I've realized now that like, that's not me connecting to my inner child, right? Because it doesn't help me be creative. It doesn't help me be imaginative like I did growing up. So something that I have given myself recently the luxury to do is to be able to read a book that makes my imagination flow beautifully. So I recently picked up this book that is about this these young kids that they go to a lake house over the summer and stuff happens and it's kind of like a romance one and I've realized I was so exciting excited while I was reading it because I was like oh my gosh this feels like a like when I was a kid again and it's so ironic to me how just by doing little small things that used to bring you a lot of joy it does give you so much happiness because you feel like you're a kid again And that's the point of this. The point of this is to make you feel connected to feeling like a kid again. Or like another one of the activities that I have added to my inner child things to do is skating, roller skating. So growing up, um, I don't know if anyone who's hearing this right now is from Tampa, Florida, but I used to go to um, Skate World all the time. It was like this roller skating rink that was super cute and I used to skate all the freaking time I loved skating I loved love skating and growing up I stopped obviously until I was telling my boyfriend that I wanted to skate so bad and like I really wanted to start and he bought me a pair of skates as a gift and I was so happy I was so freaking happy when he bought me those 
And I vividly remember the first day that I skated with those skates on, I cried. I cried like a little baby. And let me tell you why. I cried so much because I could really feel my inner child coming out to play. I could really feel my inner child just being like, finally, like she's letting us play. She's not taking life so seriously. She's not hyper-focusing on her work anymore. She's like playing and it feels so good. And that day was just so emotional for me because I really did see how connecting with your inner child truly does bring you back to a place of home again a place of just feeling grounded and I just loved that day so much and I was just so emotional and I loved it I really did love it and basically my point of that is just saying that you need to start embracing playfulness you need to start doing things and going back to moments where as a kid you felt like you were the happiest by doing such a simple activity and whatever that activity is for you because obviously everyone had different things that they loved growing up but just do your own reflection of your childhood and think back to things that made you really happy in your childhood and try to do some of those things every day even if it's just for an hour try to do it for every day so that you can start implementing more time for your soul to feel nourished and happy through these simple activities that you used to love doing as a kid. Besides the playfulness, I have two more recommendations for you when it comes to this. So it could either be one or the other. Me personally, I love meditations. And if you love meditations, I highly recommend doing an inner child meditation. Because when I tell you this meditation made me sob like a little fucking baby, I sobbed. I sobbed during the meditation. I sobbed afterwards. I just felt so emotional because I really felt like I was hugging her. I was talking to her. I was able to see her, physically see her in my meditation and truly see that she was hurting. And I was able to tell her that I'm sorry. I was able to talk to her and I was able to really connect with her on a deeper level that I thought I would have never been able to do. So these inner child guided meditations if you are looking for one to do i just posted on my unapologetic awakening podcast instagram um one of the newest posts is the inner child ways to connect with your inner child and on the bottom the last one is a screenshot of my favorite inner child meditation and that one is so juicy it literally takes you back to your inner child and basically you can talk to your inner child and apologize and say everything they needed to hear and it's just so refreshing and it's so just the most amazing experience anybody could ask for so i highly highly recommend it so for the opposite for those people who are not really into meditation i highly recommend journaling and writing a letter to your inner child, telling them how proud you are, telling them how far you came, and kind of giving a recap of what your life's been like, but also simultaneously apologizing to them and talking to them and telling them that it'll be okay and that you're an adult now and that you take care of yourself, yourselves now. And that's the second way that I would say would help, especially if you're not the meditation type, because I know that there's certain people 
that don't really enjoy meditations or can't really get into it. But writing a journal entry really helps so much because you begin to realize one, a whole bunch, it's kind of like a shadow work within itself, but also two, so many emotions come out that you may not even know that you have repressed once you start writing. So also just be aware of that. All right, so one of the main things, the main, main things that has helped me with connecting with my inner child is having self-compassion. Oh my gosh, this one's a big one. And this one's one that I'm still practicing every single fucking day. Every single day I'm practicing this one because it is so hard to have self-compassion for yourself as someone who grew up hating themselves and that's just me being honest me being open and honest with you guys and very transparent growing up i had no self-love for myself i didn't even have a self concept of who i was and what i wanted out of this world and to think that now i need to be self-compassionate with myself all the time to have this good relationship with myself is just so incredibly mind-boggling and very difficult to navigate especially once again as someone who did not love themselves growing up so by practicing self-compassion you truly put yourself on a different vibration because you've realized that you are your only best friend you're the one that you're going to spend the rest of your life with yourself not that you will be alone but even if you do have a partner you know that you are the main consistent thing in your life. The number one main consistent thing in your life. Even if your husband is consistently in your life too, he comes second. You come first. So if you don't even love being with yourself and if you can't even show yourself that self-compassion, then who's going to show it for you? No one. And this is definitely something that I have learned within shadow work too, because while you're doing shadow work, you have to give yourself self-compassion and empathy, because if not, it's just not going to go well, because you're just going to feel like you're in that same place again. But something that I have realized is that healing through self-compassion is one of the majorest way, like if, if you take anything from this episode, please take this is if you want to connect with your inner child, you have to heal through self-compassion. You have to practice this by treating yourself with the same kindness and understanding that you would offer to your younger version self. And let's say that you don't even have that perception for your younger version self. Think about what would you do for your best friend? How would you feel towards your best friend that you love so much or in the entire world? And that's something that my therapist told me too, because one time I was tell I was being hard on myself because I'm usually very hard on myself. And she told me, take a step back. What would you tell your best friend if she came to you with the same exact situation? What would you tell them? And whatever you would tell them, tell yourself, because usually we are so much more kinder to other people than we are to ourselves. And I feel like that's when it really opened up my eyes. And that's when it really opened up my eyes and made me realize that I was being so unfair to myself and not giving me the same love and compassion that I would give to a loved one, for example. But truly giving yourself and healing through self-compassion is mainly just allowing yourself to feel these emotions fully without any judgment at all. 
and offering comforting words of reassurance to yourself and making sure that you know that you are in a safe space now and you no longer have to struggle to get out of that safe space and repress these emotions and instead embrace them. Something that goes hand in hand with connecting with your inner child and connecting and healing that part of you through self-compassion is also connecting with your inner dialogue. And oop, this one was super hard for me because your girl had a really negative inner dialogue. Like my mind was my worst enemy. Like my mind was not a fangirl. She was not a fan of us. She was not. She definitely was not. She was a hater. She was a hater up there. And she would just always be that like, that person that just always be saying something negative and you're just like yo can you shut up like can you say something positive for once that was my mind that was my inner dialogue and something that I want to include is that you have to not only be compassionate with yourself but whenever you see and identify your mind going to this really dark place or going to worst case scenario you have to understand first nurture that part of you because that part of you is the fearful part of you that's part of you that's the part of you that doesn't believe that you can achieve what you want to achieve that's the part of you that's blocked that's a part of you that's disconnecting you from your inner child which is where you want to end up at so something that has helped me with my inner voice and my inner monologue and my monologue dialogue what did I say? Did I say dialogue? Shit, I don't even know. Anyways, dialogue. So something that has helped me with my inner dialogue is affirmations. And I know you're going to listen to this and be like, girl, what? Yes. So I do affirmations a little bit differently than some people. I know some people, you can, once again, this is to each own. My advice itself is just affirmation is just like repetitively repeat affirmations because whatever you, you you repeat, your mind will start like learning and like truly grasping and then eventually you'll believe it. But and you can do this in any way. Obviously, there's so many different ways to do affirmations. You look in the mirror and say it. You can go on YouTube and listen to someone saying it. The way that I do affirmations that I highly recommend is looking up a frequency that you like i personally like let me look it up just to make sure it's the right one i personally like 963 hertz by miracle tones any any frequency by miracle tones is juicy super good it's on apple music it's on spotify but miracle tones is my favorite one and the one that i've been using recently is 963 hertz which is removing limiting beliefs And that one has personally been my favorite one. But what I do is basically I play that hurts. I write down a list of the affirmations that I want to say. And then I record it in a voice memo in my own voice. And then I'll save it. And then I'll listen to it every morning, every night, or whenever I'm feeling very anxious. And it'll be basically like, a little reminder to me and it's in my own voice and it has hurts in the background so it's like my own personalized affirmations which I personally love because it feels so like customized to me and just listening to my own voice gives me peace because I know that it's me who's like telling myself this it feels like 
I'm telling myself this since I'm like listening back to my own voice. So I highly recommend doing this along with practicing self-reflection. And at the end of the day, something else that I do is at the end of the day, I write down all my good things that happen to me and all the bad things that happen to me. And all the bad things that happened to me during that day, I basically write down the alternative of what it did for me. So let's let's say, for example, my tire got flat today on my way to work. That was a bad thing, right? Something on the opposite that I could say that was positive was I had work off today. I could have easily gotten an accident. So I was saved from that. Like just anything that alternate like that's the counter opposite of like what you're saying if that makes sense but i highly 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 recommend doing this because it helps way more than you know so once again just to recap you are going to say what you believe in or what you what your perception of is it and counteract it with something positive replace it with something positive Or if you have, so whatever it is that you're doing, whether you're saying it's in a way that something bad happened to you, whether you are doing your limiting beliefs, whatever it is, you're just going to counteract that. So for example, for my affirmations, one of my affirmations is that it's very hard to travel because I want to travel the world, right? And it's very hard to travel and you have to have so much money and you have to be rich to travel the world. Well, something to kind of act that is actually, it's, that's not true. There's a lot of people who travel the world without being a billionaire or a millionaire like I think you have to be. And there's a lot of people that counteract my perspective. So maybe I would say another affirmation that's opposing that. Like everything comes to me easily. Traveling is something that is part of my birthright. Like something along those lines that basically makes you feel like, whatever you believe, you're reciting the opposite of it, which is working out better in your favor because now all your focus, instead of your focus being on all the bad things, your focus is all the good things that's happening in your life. And perspective shift is literally one of the easiest things that can truly change or break your whole situation. Alrighty, so last little tip that I'm going to give you guys about connecting with your inner child is cultivating imagination so i kind of touched on this one a little bit in the beginning about talking about how i'm a pisces rising and i'm very very good at imagining things and using my imagination to the max and something that i've realized is whenever i use my imagination to whether it's engaging in activities or whether it's stimulating my imagination in a way that's daydreaming or I'm just visualizing my dream life and just having fun with it, it just makes me feel like I'm giving myself permission to be creative, giving myself permission to think outside of the box. And this truly does allow me to embrace the limitless possibilities of my imagination like the limitless possibilities that I have of creating my reality which is already out there but I'm just imagining it so I'm just bringing it way close to me like closer to me like this has truly helped me so much with being able to manifest things and it's crazy how I've manifest some things that have happened word for word the exact same and it honestly amazes me how even when it doesn't work out the same it works out better and that's what I'm here to tell you I'm here to tell you that regardless of what you're manifesting 
as long as you're doing this behind the scenes work of healing your inner child you may not see where the journey is or what your stops are going to be be on the journey but something that you do need to realize is that your journey is your own and as long as you take a step back and truly analyze the whole situation and realizing that getting down to these core rooted beliefs is what's going to help you move on better in your life and navigate life a little easier, it's going to make all the difference in the world. I absolutely hope that you gained something from this episode, whether it was knowledge, whether it was feeling seen or understood by my own experience or whether it was just just having fun with me and just listening to me chat because I just love chatting overall. But I really, really hope that you gain something from this episode because this is something that we all deal with. This is something that I have personally been on what feels like this never-ending journey of constantly, constantly, constantly just trying to battle within myself and trying to feel understood again by myself and trying to feel connected with this part of me that feels like it's missing and I know that it's this inner child part of me that feels stuck she feels stuck in the past she feels stuck in fear she feels like she has to grow up and be this adult but she doesn't have to I'm here now and I can take it from here I can be the adult and she can have her fun and roam free too as well so I hope that if this episode resonated with you I'm sending you so much love, so much hugs, so much kisses, and I just wish you the best on your own inner child healing journey, and I will see you guys next week on next week's podcast episode. Also, just a little reminder is that I do have Unapologetic unapologetic Awakening Instagram up, so if you guys have not followed that, please go follow that as well. Also, please, as always... If you guys have not rated my podcast or left any comments or responses or anything, please do. It's always appreciated and it helps me grow my community with you guys and grow as a podcaster as well. But once again, I love you guys so much and I can't wait to see you guys next week.